It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast. I'm John Borton, and we are here with someone you know and love if you're a follower at all of this podcast. I want to welcome in Tom Crawford, longtime sports talk radio personality out of East Lansing, Michigan. He is a regular panelist on the weekly TV show Press Pass with Jack Ebling, seen Sunday nights on Fox 47 in Lansing. He is the founder and principal of the Crawford Podcasting Network, a proud U of M alum, and a weekly podcast participant, as mentioned, here on the Wolverine Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at BlueBellyTom. You can find him right here, right now. Tom Crawford, welcome back to the podcast. Well, it's great to be back, John. I don't know if they all love me, but uh, they do watch us, and uh, we, we got some comments coming off our podcast last week. I think we hit a a couple of uh, thought, thought-provoking uh, topics, and look forward to today. You know, I was out walking the dog this morning about about six thirty, and it was like fifty-six degrees. I go, football is coming. I can feel it. No doubt, you can feel it. You can read about it on the Wolverine.com on the On Three Network, and you can hear if you listen closely to Michigan coaches uh, these days. A lot about different players, and we're going to lead off with uh, what I call the heavy hitter, and uh, that that has multiple meanings. Let's talk a little bit about freshman defensive tackle Kenneth Grant, because this is a young man who checks in at 349 pounds, as everyone knows by now, ran a sub 5.040 yard dash, and that is incredible. This is a big kid that can move, but I'm telling you, uh, it, you've got two things going here. Freshman on the line, on either side of the line, it's always tough to get going uh, uh, as a freshman and have a high level of success. But the more I hear about this kid, the more it sounds like this is someone who could make an impact as a freshman. Well, let's go back to Big Ten media days. You remember the scrum around Harbaugh, and we're all there, and uh, Jim all of a sudden comes out with, you know, uh, I, I want to talk about a, a, a gift from the football gods. 
And, <laughs> and he's got that smart, you know, he's got that goofy look. And he's looking at Dave Abloff. And should I tell who this guy is? And I mean, Abloff's like, he's smiling. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that this guy, this freshman, who's got everybody's attention. And I guess the, many experts put the, you know, connected the docs and dots together. And it was uh, Kenneth Granton and, you know, the sub, the sub, you know, 5.0, uh, 40 yard dash at 350 pounds. This is a guy, John, that I, I was salivating for to come to Michigan. Like we would see in the sec at Alabama. And obviously we saw it in Georgia, these big interior defensive linemen who can be so disruptive up the middle and getting the quarterback's face along with having the great edge rushing. And this is the guy we keep hearing about all the, all the metrics and, uh, you know, along with obviously Mozzie Smith, who's becoming a household name, um, you know, for the first time and, you know, at another level than, than uh, the last couple of years. So excited about the interior D line for the Wolverines, John. And the, that's the thing. The beauty of it is if we talk about a position that you would love to see bolstered coming into this year, it would be uh, from last year, the interior defensive line. And the, the defensive line overall, because, you know, you certainly lost uh, some on the edges, and we're going to be talking about the edge rushers in a little bit, but uh, you need those big guys up the middle. Mozzie Smith, as you mentioned, has come along considerably. But to have a freshman come in that is that big and can move that well, uh, that that says nothing but good things for this defensive line here in the near future. Yeah. And that's, you know, this is what we, you know, when we see the great teams in college football, the college, you know, once again, the Bama's and the Georgia's and some of these great defenses uh, that have gotten to the national championship game and won the national championship is having disruption interior and, and Michigan really hasn't had that in a long time, obviously with David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchinson, you know, the edge rushing was, was terrific. And, but it was in the middle that we wish there was a little bit more last year, even though that defense was was terrific under Mike McDonald. And I think with a mentor defense like the McDonald defense, it's a Raven kind of defense. And uh, I'd be aggressive and disruptive. And I think Kenneth Grant and Mozzie Smith, you know, fit, you know, fit that mold in, in, in terms of contributing that. And uh, it, it will be great to see when we get to the high caliber competition uh, let alone just any kind of, kind of competition, live competition. We'll start with Colorado State Labor Day weekend if they are as good as advertised what we're hearing about in camp. Yeah, no doubt about it. We will uh, we'll find out uh, in a hurry about a lot of these young guys. That's something I, I happen to like about this early schedule. You'll be able to break these guys in, but uh, we'll see how that all works out as it goes along. One of the things that, other things that we'll be looking for as noted, will be these edge rushers. Uh, long gone uh, are the Aiden Hutchinsons of the world, and uh, you know that uh, Michigan lost a lot on those edges. But you mentioned Jesse Minter, and here's what he had to say uh, just this week about uh, these guys that are coming in. Uh, he says, with the inexperience in game situations with our edge guys, I think it'll play itself out. We'll sort of scheme things around people, pressure different people. We'll get to try other guys involved in pressure. But at the same time, if one of those guys emerges 
as a great one on uh, one one on one rusher, then it's our job to put him in situations to be a one on one rusher. We heard already that one of the guys, not technically an edge, but uh, certainly linebacker Junior Colson, they like him getting after the quarterback. So um, my thought, my question to you is, uh, how creative do you think Minter gets in terms of both developing the edges but being able to to take a a Junior Colson, move him around, maybe throw him at the quarterback and uh, either use an extra defensive back in those situations or uh, drop a, if, if he has a mobile edge rusher into uh, into a little bit of coverage at times. Yeah. Well, junior Colson, I mean, you got a guy that was a wide receiver, I think when recruiting him, I mean, he was a very athletic guy. This is the kind of guy that the Miami hurricanes, you know, back in the eighties, all of a sudden, you know, taking uh, safeties and tournament linebackers or wideouts with speed. It's about speed. Speed is the name of the game. Speed is what we wanted on Michigan's defense, lateral speed. And, you know, obviously, you know, Michigan is going to have that in Junior Colson. I think you just put your guys in, just like offensively, you put put your guys, athletic guys, in position to make plays. And uh, I, I just think that this potentially could be a really, really good defense. You know, Mike Morris is, you know, hearing good things. We hear about all these good things. I know – I know that you kind of get callous to that, but when it comes to Junior Colson, and you were a guy, I will say you were the guy that kept waving his flag last year, John. I remember in our conversation as well as on our podcast, you just thought this guy who was, uh, you know, who you came from a, you know, kind of a rough background growing up in an orphanage overseas and, 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 and uh, you know, what he's, what he's done with his life. And I like guys who are survivors, who are resilient, and that's what Junior Colson is. I think he's going to be a dynamite player this year. Yes, well, and so did one of his coaches in high school that happened to, before that, coach in the NFL. And that's part of the insight that I got into this kid who, who had played, uh, you know, zero football uh, in Haiti where uh, he was brought to the United States and yeah. all of a sudden, but he had unbelievable raw talent. And we saw that play out as a true freshman. And now you get that year under your belt. This kid is going to be really uh, someone I believe who is going to assert himself this year. We're going to talk more about the defense, but right now I'm going to go way off the wall on a, on a particular question. We've talked all angles of quarterbacks and Kate McNamara and JJ McCarthy and what happens, but we're going to, we're going to move it down the line a little bit. We're for, for a minute. We're not going to take it one game at a time. Okay. Let's go. Let's move the clock forward to Columbus, Ohio. Wow. Late in November, Michigan, Ohio state, at this slice in time, Tom Crawford, who's your starting quarterback in that game and why? Uh, it's going to be J.J. McCarthy. Now all these cutting the Cade McNamara people are going to be just slamming me. And, uh, you know, it's like a, a house divided here. Uh, you know, and, you know, I, I want to say something about Cade McNamara that I, I thought was a really good point brought up about him. This, this guy has got to be mentally tough. Because he knows deep down. I mean, all he's got to do is walk, get on social media, but I, I'm sure hopefully he stays off it. The, the fan base, the chic thing is, oh, you got to put J.J. in there for all the reasons that I've cited, uh, which, you know, not educated reasons I've cited, um, not inside the walls of, of what's going on. But, I mean, 
I just truly think that by that time, you will see how much J.J. McCarthy threatens a defense. And when I say threatens a defense, not just with his arm, but, you know, with his feet. And I'm just going to – let's just go back to the basic handoff. If you, I always put my shoe – my uh, I walk in the shoes of a defender or a defense. You know, with J.J. McCarthy, when you're – you know, a handoff is going to get you to hesitate a little bit. Is this RPO? Is he going to just – you know, just pull it back out and go running with that with that with that great foot speed of his. And I think a defense is going to have to think twice. I mean, a little bit more than with Cade McNamara. Now I know Cade McNamara's got great foot speed, all this stuff. I get all that. He's he's a great leader and all that. I just think JJ McCarthy takes it to another level in terms of threatening the defense, both with his arm and with his feet. And I think his knowledge of the game is going to be ramped up. And I, I just think by that time, by week number 12, the opportunities of, of taking that offense into a special category, you know, it could be a great offense with Kay McNamara, but it could be special with J.J. McCarthy. A top All right. 10 offense. Mark it down. In, uh, in August, Tom Crawford has J.J. McCarthy starting Michigan. Yeah. And who do you and have? Ohio who do you State. have, John? Who do Gordon? I have? I was just about to uh, to say this is probably not going to come as a shock to you and others who have listened <laughs> to this podcast, but I have Cade McNamara starting in that game, and I'm going to give you the reasons why. Okay. First of all, I think that um, we've talked about Michigan's non-conference schedule. I don't see – uh, a loss in there, certainly, because it is not – you don't have uh, an Oklahoma, you don't have a Notre Dame, you don't have a Florida State on there. You you have teams that you ought to reasonably handle. I think they're going to uh, go through that section of the schedule very efficiently. I think that uh, Jay, uh, that uh, Caden McNamara has faced the big teams. I don't think he's going to be flinch at one bit, even though Iowa's going to be a tough game. I don't care – what the outcome was in the Big Ten Championship game, you get that. But having been to Iowa City, I think that uh, it's it's just a different ball game when those fans are right on top of you. I think Cade McNamara is ready to handle that sort of pressure. You get through that one, and then you've got a team that's on a roll. I don't see, uh, other than a, a real – fall off in the starting quarterback, who I believe will be Cade McNamara game one. Uh, I, I don't see that permanent switch. Absolutely, you're going to see plenty of J.J. McCarthy once again and see it build. But uh, unless you drop a couple of games and and you've got a start, struggling starting quarterback, I just think that Cade McNamara will be deemed uh, – a guy that you don't replace in that starting role and probably the best one mentally in this year to go into Columbus and give you a win and give you the best chance of a win. John, can I, can I get away from the starting versus non-starting question? Let, 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 let's look at last year versus this coming year in 2022. How much more participation do you think if Cade's a starter that J.J. McCarthy will get in terms of percentage of snaps. Say there's 70 snaps. I mean, how what percentage of snaps do you think J.J. will get? Will it be increased or will it be the situational things and mop-up time like last year? 
I think it's partly situational, but you increase from that even. In these non-conference games, you could see J.J. McCarthy in there 40% of the time. Well, how about when Big Ten play starts? I mean, all of a when sudden— When Big Ten play starts, again, it's you're not going to— I don't think they're going to give Cade McNamara a half in Iowa and then uh, McCarthy a half in Iowa, but he, I think he, he will play plenty in, in really every game. Uh, but certainly— when games are on the line, I don't think you're going to have just this this random, okay, let's switch out quarterbacks now. You will have those things where, uh, like last year, they know Cade does well. Uh, they will bring in J.J. McCarthy for a changeup. If, uh, if he's hot, hey, may, he, he, maybe he sticks around and, and has several series. But I, I just think it's – uh, an amplified version of what you saw last year. Okay, okay. So we're making a bet, and that bet, uh, we just, you know, we we just drawn the lines of where we're stand on this. So who's going to be starting it, you know, in week number twelve? I'm betting you. Uh, I mean, well, here's our bet: a chocolate milkshake uh, down at Pizza Bob's on State Street. Okay. Uh, the the winner, the loser has to pay. Okay. The winner gets the the benefit of the of the of the purchase of the of the milkshake. Okay. Is that a deal? That's a deal, but I get to cha- cha- choose my own flavor. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay. leaning a little. I'm leaning a little to the the banana shake ah, side of things. Okay. But yeah, so, you know, pizza bobs. I mean, pizza bobs. I mean, that's milkshakes. I mean, that's where well, I sure. hung out as a college, and it's still there. And I want a milkshake, and you're buying it for me when JJ's starting the Ohio State game. Okay. Oh, I'll be glad to okay. if uh, <laughs> if that happens. And uh, you know, I have. Uh, no dog in this fight as to who starts. Oh, I, I understand I, that. I, I you know, I, I want to really see them both do well. No, I, 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 listen. I want Michigan to win. I don't, I don't have any personal relationship with those guys. I just think what's, I, I like, I like to have the Wolverines in best position to have a, a, a dynamic offense, and that's just that's my theory of it. That's not right or wrong. I'm everybody's got an opinion, you know. That's and you have, opinion. you have a ton of company. In that uh, way of thinking, so it, it's not like uh, you know you're coming on here to to uh, represent the minority opinion. Right. I'm I'm probably doing that at this point, but, uh, yeah, but the there's a lot of people out there on both sides. So <laughs> hey, Michigan football ranked eighth in the AP poll going into the 2022 season. Uh, we always talk a little bit about the polls. Not we don't put a whole lot of weight there, but. What was your reaction to that number, and what do you think it means, if anything? Well, it doesn't mean a thing, as uh, you know, the experts will tell you, um, because it's it's all subjective, and where you start doesn't matter. It's where you end. I, I mean, I think it's appropriate. I mean, it, it kind, of, kind of pay homage to Michigan's uh, season last year, getting the CFP. It's I like the brand. Of, I, I like the position at eighth. You're in. You know, if you, if you happen to lose a game, you're not completely fall out of the polls, which Unless it's an embarrassing loss, they drop one to UConn, God forbid. But I, I think it's a, I think it's about right. But you know, I want to get back. You know, they're gonna earn that ranking though. And I'm gonna say, you know, you, I'm going on and on about the schedule, and I don't, I'm not gonna go there anymore on that for at least for a while. But about in the non-conference slate. But I'm gonna tell you how that non-conference slate will be. What will, will, won't even matter is if the Big Ten does the job. If Ohio State beats Notre Dame, if Michigan State goes to Seattle and 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 beats Washington. If Penn State on September 17th goes down to Auburn, Alabama, 
and, and beats the Plainsmen, the Auburn Tigers, okay? Then it doesn't matter about having this cream puff non-conference because the Big Ten will have credibility, and then Michigan's ranking eighth will be well-earned if the Big Ten holds serve and everybody does their job. I am all for Big Ten teams, even Ohio State, even Michigan State, to clean up on their non-conference no matter how tough they are. And those games I mentioned are tough challenges for those teams. If they all if they all win those games, it won't matter that Michigan has Cupcake City the first three non-conference games. I think you make a good point there. And whereas in that first game, uh, you, you never want to see Ohio State win. Yeah, but do. in that game, no, no. In that game, you want to see Notre Dame lose. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just a different way of looking at it. What's it's, the credibility uh, of the league? You have to, you can't yeah. get caught. I mean, we don't nope. have any control over who, you know, what cheer what you want to have happen. But I'm just saying, I hope, I hope the Big Ten does terrific because it needs the credibility. And if, if, it, if all those teams win, like I just said, those three games, and there's other opportunities as well, mm-hmm. um, then that's, then Michigan's uh, conference schedule will give them enough credibility to, to earn um, a CFP, even with a one loss. You know, to Ohio State, they could sneak in there if the Big Ten does their homework in non-conference play. And that sort of thing is why I think that maybe the these polls matter just a little, little tiny bit these days because you have you're going to have a number of teams, uh, undefeated teams, one-loss teams, jockeying for those four coveted spots in the college football playoff. Certainly, you've got a lot to do uh, to get there. But if if you're at least in the top ten, you have fewer teams to uh, to jump over the top yeah. of if you have the same record. And so, you know, I, in that respect, these days, I'll give it a little bit of credence. Okay, you'd rather be, you know, you you want to be starting off in the top ten and go from there. Right. No, I agree. Michigan's done it the other way. I mean, 97, they were in double digits ranked and they won the sure. national championship. And and last year they, you know, they came out of nowhere and right. look what that season ended up. So, yeah, but I just, I, I want Michigan, I want the brand out there. I mean, it's part about branding, you know, I mean, it comes to recruiting. I want Michigan in the top 10. Michigan is a top 10 program. So why not be preseason top 10, even though that doesn't mean anything. Well, all right. Well, now we're going to, Talk about branding in a different sense. Michigan defensive backs branding uh, the the winged helmet logo on the uh, on the pads of uh, opposing receivers, <laughs> and I'm particularly talking about one Jamon Green. And we've heard uh, him cast as the best defensive back in uh, in Michigan in spring ball. And I, that was surprising to me with guys like DJ Turner back there. My question to you is, do you really hyper reality? Do you think that he has grown up that much season to season? Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, folks were saying, oh, boy, they've got to get some guys in here uh, that aren't these guys. And uh, and one of those guys that was playing a lot then was Jamon Green. Obviously, he's come along. Do you think he is going to be able to hold his own in that uh, Jesse Minter defensive backfield? Well, yeah, I, I think so. And Clinsdale, ta- I think coming out of the spring practice, we heard about Jamon Green had a great spring, and and um, and you know he was going to be 
uh, a, a player of relevance. And he's played a lot of football. I agree with you. I mean, he was there. He was an enigma. I mean, it's like he was there, but sometimes he wouldn't make, you know, there are a lot of times he didn't make plays. Last year, though, he made, he had some breakups. So, and he, you know, he made some plays last year. That like, wow, where'd that come from? Um, and so I saw, you know, with, with Klinkscale talking about it and Jesse Mentor, it sounds like that the secondary and the corners in particular could be a position of strength. And boy, if you've got two, two good corner, Ohio State's, the, you know, won a lot of football games in the past with great corner play. And maybe Michigan could be in that category. I, I think, you know, I listen to the coaches and I listen to players talk about players, fellow players, and it's high marks for Jamon Green. So I think he's going to have a really good year. Well, you have to look forward to that, and you need to look forward to seeing what linebacker for the Wolverines comes up and plays really well, aside from the guy that we already talked about. We've been Junior Colson wall-to-wall, and he has earned that sort of uh, notice. Which linebacker beside Junior Colson in uh, Tom Crawford's mind steps up this season to have a decent year? Well, I mean, I Michael Barrett, you know, has had those uh, had those moments we saw last year, um, and his his name keeps popping up a little bit uh, in in terms of from the assistants so overseeing, you know, what he has done. So, I mean, that, that that's a name that you know that sticks out there. I mean, it, it's once again a guy who's played a lot of football, and all of a sudden. He's, you know, really good. Um, so um, I, I think he, he'd he be the one that sticks out in my mind. And then I'm, you know, I get caught up in freshman hype. I'll, I'm guilty, okay? <laughs> you know, um, uh, there might there might be somebody else that comes out of nowhere. So, and I, I don't, there's always a guy like Rod Moore who comes. So I'm just leaving that, a, a player, a, a standout to be named later, like Rod Moore came out of nowhere last year. Like, where did this come from? You know, so I'm just saying there's going to be another guy that, that comes out of nowhere. I don't know who it is, but that seemingly always happens with Michigan football in the last couple of years. I'll throw in a name just uh, to to make it one of those possibilities. Watch out for Nikai Hill Green oh, yeah. uh, as someone that, like, uh, like Jamon, uh, went through some – you know, rough spots early, some learning curve type of stuff as he's getting introduced to the game at this level. Uh, hearing good things about him, just keep your eye out and see how he develops alongside Junior Who Colson has played a lot of football? Lineup. Who played a he lot has. of football last year? I mean, once again, when you start looking at the depth chart on Michigan football, uh, and everybody's like, oh, I'm worried about the defense. I'm worried about the defense. Because, you know, Michigan fans, all they do is worry. That's just mm -hmm. what we, that's how we're wired. Okay. But when I start looking at the two deeps and even going three deeps in some of these scenarios, there's a lot of football that has been played by these guys. So I, and I, you know, you, I think they're about ready to take the next level. And the Kyle Green, obviously one of those guys, he, that's a good, that's a good suggestion right there. And a good suggestion by Mozzie Smith. Looky in the eye, just keep doubting, just keep doubting. <laughs> Just keep down the defense. I like that because these guys are fired up. As same way Tom Crawford is fired up every time he comes on the Wolverine podcast. We appreciate your presence here, sir. And we will continue to do this regularly leading up to and throughout the football season. Thanks, Tom Crawford, again for, uh, for joining us. And let's do this again soon.
a privilege to be on the Wolverine Podcast with John Borden. Thanks, JB. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.